0: Hello and welcome to episode 12 of New Perceptions Podcast with me, your host, Ben Brown. This podcast, I haven't done one for a while and it's it's because I've been doing a lot of work, a lot of inner work, a lot of deep diving, um, personal growth and transformation kind of stuff in, in Bali and that's exactly what I'm talking about in this podcast. Some of the big lessons that I've learned, I talk about why I have been struggling to love myself, why I've been struggling with external validation, I've been struggling with my ego. We're talking about what the ego is and um, why it's needed and talking about um, emotional dependence on external validation. Um, Obviously, all of these things. This is a solo podcast. It's just me talking on it so I'm sharing my own personal stories and I hope that it's going to connect with some of you guys in a way that um, makes you feel like you're not alone in some of these struggles and these lessons hopefully you guys can get something from this Um, I talked a little bit about addiction and the struggles of numbing ourselves away from the uh, emotions that we don't want to face in our lives Um, and yeah just a whole bunch of stories from the journey really Um, and i also just want to say that i have three new photographic art prints that i have put on my website on mrbenbrown.com now this is absolutely the best way if you feel like supporting me and this podcast and this journey and all the sharing that i'm doing buying a print from me right now is absolutely the best way to do that pretty much the only way apart from from engaging and listening to this podcast or leaving me a nice review um or even sending me an encouraging message on instagram that's also very much appreciated i have gratitude for everybody that's listening to this podcast and but especially for those who are um kind enough to purchase an art print from my website it makes a huge difference to me especially at the moment so thank you can head to mrbenbrown.com to check those out and there is free shipping worldwide for everybody and i've also kind of reduced the prices of um, some of the prints as well to make them a little bit more accessible so yeah go and check those out mrbenbrown.com and without further ado on with the podcast What is up, guys? What's happening? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of New Perceptions. So, this is a like an update, um, Journey Notes-style uh, podcast where I just really want to share with you guys um, some things I've been learning recently because that's kind of the idea of this podcast. Um, it's to keep the communication going between myself and you guys and uh, whilst... Whilst I've decided to take a break from YouTube, I mean, I've been taking breaks on and off from YouTube for a while now, but I've really made a choice at the moment to put my mental health first. And so the podcasting for me is going to become uh, going to become more of a, a main stage kind of situation because I find it a lot easier to, um, to communicate through this platform. Um, uh, so it's going to be podcasting and Instagram and my my website potentially with blog posts for a little bit until i um decide whether or not i'm going to even start making youtube videos again so thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening to these podcasts um and yeah thank you for all your support i'm feeling incredibly grateful at the moment for all the people that are interested in the lessons that i'm learning and the, the path and the journey that i'm on and I think a lot of people are um, kind of confused about w- what's going on in my life and why I've decided to drop what seemed to be like the perfect existence, the perfect life, and to go and on this whole other journey and take the red pill, as it were, go down the rabbit hole and start to do a lot of inner work. Um, and this inner work that I've been doing now for uh, uh, over a year, like, well, n- nearly a year and a half, I guess. It's um, it's so deep and it's so I'm finding it so satisfying and important. And I never I never I'm looking back thinking, oh, I wish I just accepted exactly who I was at that given time and just carried on making YouTube videos or carried on doing other things that are external to me. I'm very very grateful that i have the opportunity and the freedom to be able to put so much time and effort into this internal work into this shadow work and um this personal development and growth and transformation uh a lot of the things that people are finding particularly triggering because i mean they they see that the need and the the need for that growth and transformation in themselves but aren't willing to go there which is why people find it quite triggering when to, to listen to this kind of thing or, or to even have a conversation about it because they, they're not doing the work themselves for whatever reasons, zero judgment. And it's not part of everybody's journey, definitely. Um, it's not everybody's journey. So if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, actually, that's probably part of my journey, um, uh, which is why you're here listening to a podcast called New Perceptions, because you understand that, we're here to evolve, we're here to um, to understand uh, ourselves better, to know ourselves better. That's why I believe that we come to this planet to have this human experience um, and to uh, raise our conscious vibration and evolve in terms of consciousness and energy. So welcome to the podcast if this is your first time listening to this podcast uh welcome um i am i think this is like episode 11 or something so i'm pretty new to the podcasting still and i'm still finding my feet with it and definitely i'm finding that um i'm avoid i've been avoiding technology recently whilst i've been doing this work on myself and although i've been posting bits and pieces on instagram every now and then I'm probably spending like a quarter of the amount of time on my phone than I have, than I would usually, which has been really refreshing. And, um, I didn't quite realize how addicted to my devices I was. Um, and also just having awareness around the addiction to devices and addiction to anything really doesn't actually help unless you, um, awareness is the first step, but, um, it's not, it doesn't mean that you're just going to stop using the the device, you know, and being addicted to that. And so I've been keeping an eye, a close eye on all of the things that I use to escape myself, really. Um, every time I'm on my phone, I jump back in and my thumbs automatically hit Instagram and then pull down the screen to refresh the thing. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's not me. It's not, I'm on an autopilot. And that's often the case for any kind of addiction is that you, you slip into this autopilot where um, your mind pattern takes over. And it's usually because there's something that you're feeling inside that you don't want to feel and you don't want to confront and you don't want to face. Um, certainly for me, I've, I've found it, I'm finding it more and more easy, but I still find it quite difficult to just sit still and be with myself and be with my thoughts. Um, because I don't I I still there's aspects of me that I'm struggling to love and if I want to change those aspects firstly I've got to like identify them and then not judge myself for them and then remove those things that I do or the things that I think and the patterns that go on in my mind if they're not serving me and evolve past that Um, but yeah it's an ongoing journey, and uh, this uh, podcast is is kind of. I'm just gonna want to go through a few things. I've been in. I'm in Bali right now. I'm actually in Ubud in Bali, and I've been here for almost a month. And um, I'm very lucky to be able to come to such an incredible place with the intention of healing and getting to know myself better and these are all the things that i've been doing here probably things that i'd be able to manage in cape town where i live um i'd probably be able to do them in cape town but bali is just an an ubud um where i've been staying most of the time is uh feels like very sacred land it's it's very it's there's a lot of healing that happens in this area um a lot of people come here for this kind this energy and i guess yeah i mean i'm very lucky to be able to come out here for such a long period of time and this particular trip i've been solo missioning and because solo missioning for me has become quite uncomfortable because I rely on other people for their love and validation um, often. And it's time that I learn to be on my own and spend time on my own and find happiness on my own. So I've been on a solo mission. It's been really good fun. I've definitely made friends whilst I'm out here and um, doing all sorts of like, workshops and activities um, and which I'll tell you about in a minute I've been meeting lots of beautiful souls out here um, making friends and but spending a lot of time on my own and just really getting to know myself a lot better um, so when I came out here um, I the intention was literally just to go on a healing journey. Be here for me. This is this is my time. I'm going to do the things that I feel like I need to do and follow my follow my intuition. And uh, and so I booked myself a whole bunch of these um, workshops that I've been really interested in doing uh, for a while. And things like so there with when it comes to like healing what. Uh, People get confused, I think, because people are like, but healing from what? Like, I, I did a, an Instagram story the other day about this sound healing journey that I went on, and two people were like, but what are you healing from? I'm like, that's what I'm trying to find out. <laughs> that's That's why I'm here. I'm trying to figure that one out, because, like, I don't have a broken arm or, like, some kind of, like, disease that I'm healing from. I have psychological... Um, patterns that have been ingrained in me over years that I'm trying to heal myself from because they're not working for me anymore I'm not interested in playing in that game anymore I want to evolve I want to change my mind I want to level up I want to keep my vibration on a higher level I want to spend more time happy than I do sad and like it's interesting because from the And I'll I'll talk more about this in a minute. (laughs) But from the outside, I am an expert, level 1000, professional expert at making it seem like my life is perfect and that I'm happy. And I'll tell you more about that in a minute with with, uh, a little story about um, this healer that I went to go and see and we dug up some pretty deep memories. Um, which I want to share with you uh, from my childhood. So I'm really good at making it seem like I'm very happy so that we don't have to go there, so we don't have to talk about anything else, you know, because it it can be that painful. And I, I had no idea that this was the issue until this trip. I mean, I had some idea that, like, there are some things that happened to me when I was a kid that gave me a survival uh, system that um, meant that I was limited in my range of emotions that I would let myself go there. You know, like I am, yeah, we'll talk about more of this in in a little bit. But, so I'm in Bali and I'm in Ubud, I'm in this healing very healing, sacred area in the world. And um, Bali is in in, an island in Indonesia. And I'm sure you're aware. And it's right on, or in the middle of the Ring of Fire, which is a very um, active volcanic area. And there's lots of like tectonic plate movements here. Um, And since I've been here, I've experienced three earthquakes that have like rumbled me out of my sleep in the night and I've jumped out of bed, like all my spidey senses are switched on. The windows are rattling I'm like, Whoa, it's an earthquake. And I'm like kind of excited, but also kind of hoping that it's not a bad one. So nobody gets hurt or anything. Um, But it's a really like when the ground starts moving like that, there's it's like things, things can happen to us as humans, but we're always like, okay, here's the ground. I'm familiar with that at least that doesn't move you know that's my route down to mother earth that's my that's my security as soon as the ground starts moving you're like okay i your senses just get, get all weird and like the the one thing that you normally rely on that's not going to move and that is going to be secure is actually moving and it's a very strange experience um and I think that um, we'll talk a little bit more about um, chakras and stuff in a minute. I've been learning about energy systems in the body. But your root chakra at the bottom, um, that's like your sense of security. Um, and if that's being shaken a little bit, even by these little earthquakes that you can't feel during the day in this area, its uh, it can be quite unnerving and it shakes up all sorts of emotions and um, memories uh, of when you haven't been feeling so secure Um, and that's great news because that's what I'm here to do I'm here to like dive in deep into my memories and find those things that have happened and like relive them in my mind and figure out the source of this um, this belief system that I've developed like where did that come from um, so yeah, being, being in like an earthquakey area is, uh, can be quite confronting emotionally, um, I find, but yeah, when I got here, um, I booked a bunch of, um, workshops and I was doing breath workshops. Um, I was doing, I did, um, what else did I do? I did a tantric embodiment workshop, which is really, really interesting. And um, really interesting to, like, learn about how to harness um, your creative and sexual energy. And they're both the same. They both come from the same place. And um, breath work is something that I've been doing every now and then on my own. And I've done a couple of breathwork journeys... And if you're not familiar with breath work, it's what you basically do is you um, you are guided uh, if you are in a workshop with someone who's guiding you. You're guided through this um, this one was a shamanic breath workshop, so um, we were doing a lot of like ritualistic ceremonial, shamanic invocations of spirit and um, and all sorts. Uh, which I am becoming more and more inclined to believe, and my skepticism around spirit and working with energy and source energy and everything that's the stuff that we can't sense with our five senses. Um, I'm I'm far more, uh, especially after this trip. I'm, I have um shed a lot of my skepticism around that so this shamanic breath work we're sitting there i'm lying down and uh you just start breathing you just like deep breathing consistent deep breathing and if anybody's ever done anything like this before and you can give it a go um don't do it if you're driving or anything just have a little lie down and or even just search on youtube like uh breath work like um Breathwork work for beginners and what it does is it makes you very light-headed and it makes you um start to for me I start to get a lot of visuals behind my eyes and you just keep breathing you keep breathing and my hands often like cramp right up and I it's a very um it's a very trippy experience and after like about half an hour of this I'm really starting to feel I don't it's kind of difficult to explain (laughs) I'm starting to feel things that I like emotions start purging and coming up through me and I and they're accompanied often by a memory and when you're when I'm going into these kind of workshops and when I'm doing anything where I'm looking to specifically dive into a a healing journey i've learned over time that the more you go into it with like i'm here to heal myself anytime something that comes up i I look forward to it i'm like okay cool here this is an emotion that's coming up i'm feeling very sad about this and it's accompanying this memory and so i really like let myself sink into it i don't shy away from it at all i dive right deep into that um, memory and I let myself feel it all, and, that, and then my whole body, um, my whole body kind of embodies that that emotion, and I have a big purge and a big cry about that thing, and it, and so what I'm really doing is I'm I'm diving deep into the stored memories and stored emotions in my body to bring them to the surface, and process them so that i don't have to carry them with me anymore um and at the same time you kind of get a bit of light shed on maybe where that um emotion came from what happened when and where and then once you start to shed light on these things it's like you're you're clearing the windscreen like imagine a foggy windscreen in a car and every time you like have a big cry about something that happened in your childhood you clear the windscreen a little bit more and you can see better. And you're like, okay, I understand myself a little bit better now. That doesn't mean that you're never gonna experience any negativity around something that might trigger that old memory again. It just means that now you can at least see it. And once you can see it and understand it, then you can start working on it. And that's when the practice comes in over time. you um, It's like... something that comes up for me fairly often with these kinds of things is um, my lack of self-love my lack of love for myself like respect for myself and um, i find myself doing things that aren't in alignment with my higher self so there's like your higher self and your smaller self and your smaller self is your ego really and the smaller self wants to be seen and wants to like take control and your higher self knows what's right and wrong really and what's not what's good for you and what's bad for you so you know when you're like doing something that you know you shouldn't be it's your smaller self that's making you do it and it's your higher self that's like i know you know you know that you're lying to yourself by doing this you know so that that happens to a lot of us that happens to most of us I think we lose control in and have addictive tendencies whether it be to like um smoking or drinking or any kind of other escapism and we also get really addicted to emotions so we get addicted to like anger because uh, it's fam- it becomes familiar and it be- we identify ourselves as that person and, we, we become addicted to drama, so we just cause it in our relationship sometimes. And, we, yeah, that, that flush of emotion through us, those chemicals that run through our system when you're in the thick of an argument can become a, um, um, addictive as well. And if you don't want to do that anymore and you understand that you're, like, over it, and you want to change and you want to make changes, it's not so easy. Any of us who have been there when you've like tried to change something that you don't like about yourself, you know full well it's not easy, it takes time. But a big help with this whole thing is if you can identify where you got that belief system from. So for me and the, the lack of self-love that I give myself, I'll talk about this a little bit. Um, I might as well talk about it now actually. So I've been to see a couple of healers uh, whilst I'm out here that work with energy and work with spirit. And and it's been honestly some of the most illuminating and scary and deep work that I've done so far on this journey. And one of them... um, one of them, she she helped me identify, like, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, some of the things that I knew already, um, other things that are absolutely new news to me that were happening when I was um, a lot younger. And what what I found out, basically, was that... I have been suffering from depression not just since my motorcycle accident last year in uh, late January last year when I came off my motorcycle. If you want to hear more about that, it's in episode one of the podcast. That little story goes down. Episode one, I kind of do like a five year rundown of what's happened to me <laughs> um, in case anybody's interested in sort of getting up to date. Um, so... So we discovered that I've been suffering from depression for many, many years. In fact, I've been suffering from depression in in some form or another uh, since I was maybe like 10 or 11 years old. And pretty much what that means is, if you're not familiar with what depression is, depression is where you kind of go numb and you don't feel... You just, your emotions, like, you don't let yourself go there. It's kind of like a... You're just existing. Um, you're just living, but you're not feeling anything. You know, you can't feel happy. You don't... You, you often feel sad because you can't feel happy. And... And it's really a horrible situation to find yourself in. And... Um... For me, something happened when I was younger where, I don't know exactly yet what it was, but I was a very emotional kid. I'm a Pisces, a water sign, and if anybody is interested in astrology, I'm Aries moon as well, um, and Aquarius rising. But my Pisces in me is very watery, it's very deep, it's very emotional. And my Aries moon and your moon is your emotions is like young fire. So it's pretty confusing for me on most of my most of my life. And I was told at some stage and I I learned I developed a belief system that um, I I shouldn't be vulnerable. I shouldn't cry. Big boys don't cry. Men don't cry. You're not behaving like a man, stop being like a boy. These kind of uh, toxic masculinity uh, belief systems that uh, are handed down to us. And something happened around that age where I really, I talk about chakras a little bit, um, where I really just like built walls around my heart. So I built big, thick, multi layer walls. (laughs) impenetrable around my heart and I just decided from that moment that a a survival system kicked in and I, I wrote a program in my mind that it was a survival program that said you don't go there with your emotions you do not go there because this happens when you go there and you can't handle that so I built these walls around my heart around my heart chakra and which had quite obvious implications in that I would never let myself feel the full swing of the pendulum in terms of emotion. So not only would I not let myself be really sad, when you, can't, when you, when you don't let yourself go there in terms of sadness, the pendulum can only swing back in the, in the way of happiness as far as it goes in the direction of sadness, if that makes sense. It's equal both sides. So you can only experience the amount of happiness equal to the amount of pain, really, um, I think. And so I wasn't feeling happy either. And so I kind of sat in this middle ground for most of my life, really. Um, And But this is not something that I knew was going on. This is all subconscious. And... Growing up was like, I mean, we all know that um, society has this like taboo around depression and around therapy and around emotions. And I very much was in society. Like I um, never felt the need to talk about emotions. Um, And so at this stage, along with that i developed a belief system that i was unlovable that i wasn't worthy of love that um my existence alone was not worthy of validation and love and so closed down heart not worthy of love that's how i went into my teenage years and then I started with the kayaking. I used to do a lot of kayaking, if you don't know. I was an overachiever with kayaking. Um, and what that did was, it afforded me a whole bunch of love and recognition from people for when I was good at kayaking. And that came from my family, from my friends, from, my, from the people at the kayak club. Um, from all sorts of people, anybody that I'd meet also that would be like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a kayaker, like, I'm pretty good. They'd be like, oh, immediately interested in, like, who I was. Um, and, oh, you'd say, oh, I'm on the British team for a sport. People are like, oh, here's a guy that's, like, do, really doing something. He's, like, got something for, like, going on. And I'd f- receive all this love and admiration for the, for this um, for my results in kayaking. So that's where... I went. And I went in on the kayaking. I was world champion a couple of times. I got a bunch of medals. I had a very good career um, in terms of results. And a big drive for me, a big motivation was that I needed those results to validate myself. And And then I associated my worthiness with my results, like the same as everybody else. People were like, I mean, it's pretty natural for people to be interested and give love and respect to someone who is doing something admirable. That's standard in society. Like if there's someone who sits at home and reads books or there's someone who is a world champion at some sport, most people are gonna have more respect for the person who's doing something external like that is impressive and difficult to do. There's this um, strange thing we have where You have to achieve something to gain love, but that's not the case. Like, just your existence in this world, just you being alive is all that is required for you to be loved. That's all that is required. So if anybody is not giving you love or only giving you love when you do something, that is a reflection of them not you, you are enough, just by being you, and that's such a beautiful realization that I've had recently, because straight after the kayaking, I was like, okay, well, I understand, like, what it takes to, like, be someone, you know, like, I, the amount of work that goes into kayaking, I'll just apply that same work ethic to whatever is next, and then, of course, YouTube, and filmmaking, and photography was next for me and then that the whole like validation thing just got out of hand and that is a uh, that was a, a serious addiction of mine because all this time my belief system is telling me you're not lovable and then every time i do something that people love i'm like oh yeah but at least like if i do something cool lots of people love me and it makes me feel good you know it makes me feel good to be re- seen um so that's what I did. I just smashed the YouTube thing and uh, it just snowballed out of control in terms of validation and love from people that I've never even met. And I was like, okay, well, this is brilliant. This is making me feel great. This, I'm going to identify myself with this, definitely. I am a YouTuber. I am a world champion kayaker. I am this. I am that that is external to myself and that's the ego and the ego wants to be identified, it wants to be like gassed up, polished and like shown to the world, you know? Um, I am a an unique individual and you can tell that I'm unique and individual because of the things that I do. And then when you are overly identifying with that, that's when you can trip up on your ego. And yeah, I think when when I was... I mean, I don't know exactly when it was, when I was much younger, that caused me to, like, develop this belief system that I wasn't enough and that I didn't deserve love. But it certainly preceded the overachieving um, and the doing of the things. Um, and that belief system, like, it... it it kind of evolved into, into one that was like, you're actually only worthy of love when you are doing something that others like, you know, um, so even when I was world champion, and even when I was like achieving my dreams, um, I still couldn't like be ecstatic, I wasn't, I wasn't like, I was very proud of myself, very happy with myself, but it was, it was almost a sense of like, relief, because now people will at least, that's going to give me another few years of recognition from people. It wasn't like ecstasy of, of loving myself or my achievements. It was, it was a relief. It was a relief. It was strange. Um, but yeah, this, new, this belief system that was saying, you're only worthy of love when you do X, Y, and Z um so yeah the more i achieved the more i achieved the more i got and the more and it just became addictive like um i became dependent this is the key word like i'm becoming i became dependent on external validation i've spoken about this a couple of times i think on a podcast and definitely on a couple of youtube videos recently big realization for me external validation um but yeah i think it's important at this stage to sort of mention um, that the ego that I speak of, because we, we think of the word ego and we're like, bad, the ego's bad. Um, the ego is that which we, we identify with. It's, it's the identity that we construct in our minds of who we are, the me, the self, you know. And the purpose of the ego is there for your individual consciousness, it's to ensure your security and your survival as an individual. Um, it's your uniqueness and it's like we we have a relationship with that ego though and that's when it can get a little bit out of hand our relationship can trip us up our relationship with our ego can like trip us up and, and bring us down if you get overly attached to the, the, your sense of self and your uniqueness if you if you really are which was me definitely and still working on it um that would be an overinflated ego where you're like, I'm above everybody else. I'm better than everybody else because look at what I can do that you can't do. And when you start bringing in a bit of a hierarchy around you being better than someone else just because you did something external to you. Yeah, maybe I'm better at kayaking than you, but we're still humans absolutely on the same equal playing field worthy both of love, regardless of whether you're an Olympic medalist or like whatever. So this is where I was getting lost in my ego, um, addicted to this external validation, dependent on it for my survival. That was the survival program that I'd given myself as a a young man. So over-identification with the external, was where I was trapped. And um, the reason that this is a problem, aside from you not being particularly a nice person to be around because you think you're better than everybody else because of your achievements, um, this is a bad place to be because ultimately, we don't really have that much control over our external world. Um, And for me, definitely, when I came off my bike last year and my my this external dream life that I'd built, that my ego had built, started crumbling before my very eyes. Everything that I identified with, the ego is like, oh, that's me. That feels like a part of me. Just crumbling and That was what I was dependent on my happiness through, you know, like I I built this, built this dream life and then it all fell apart when I realized that, whoa, I mean, I say it, it all fell apart. Like I, I started to really dislike the idea even of making YouTube videos, interacting with my audience was becoming really difficult, difficult because they only loved me when I made videos, most of them. And I was like, why can't you just love me for being a human just like you? Like, why do I have to do something? Why is there terms and conditions around this exchange of um, human interaction, you know? Like, and I still get it. I still get people message me or leave me a comment just saying, I miss the old you, you know, like you used to do this, you used to do that. And I'm like, bro. I'm lit cuz it's only bros I promise you it's never it's never women These dudes are like they are dependent on what I'm doing for their happiness so we're both in the same boat really I'm just like dude like can't you just love me for being a human the same way that I love you for being a human but guess what The reason I was receiving a lot of this, um, almost like karma was coming and hitting me in my inbox and in the comments. I try not to take any of this personally from these young men who were scared of the changes that I was making in my life. Um, I see it as karma, as just saying, like, people reminding me of how much time I've spent living in my ego. And... Um, that's something that I still am working through. And looking back at that whole journey with love, non-judgment, and my unconscious, relatively unconscious actions. I was running on a belief system. I was running on, like, programming that I developed when I was much, much younger without even any idea that I was doing it. And look back on that chapter and be like, wow, what an incredible learning and i mean i had a lot of fun as well don't get me wrong i i definitely have had a lot of fun in my in my in my life so far <laughs> and but it but it's difficult to have like it's difficult to have fun when you're depending on like doing things for fun as well i can't just sit and be happy with who i am i have to do something do something do something that was where i was at anyway Karma. (laughs) All these men reminding me that, like, you've actually taught us that you only deserve recognition when you're doing something or achieving something. So don't be surprised when we send you comments and messages and even emails saying, like, we don't love you anymore. You better start making some videos again. So it was all big, big lessons being learned. Um... So the main thing that I've been kind of getting from a lot of this, and I, of course I'm looking for the root cause. I'm looking for like why, where does this all come from, so I can like understand it and sort of reprogram myself away from this belief system that's not serving me. Um, I find my I found myself, of course, like feeling very depressed after my motorcycle accident as this this ego extreme life crumbled around me and i realized that it doesn't matter what i have or what i do i'm not i i need i'm still not happy um there's a really dark place that i went to and and i was it was very confusing for me it's taken me a long time to figure this one out um A lot of work, a lot of shadow work where I'm like digging into the parts of myself that I really don't like because I'm, I'm done. I'm done with like these programs in my mind that aren't serving me anymore. I want to be happy. So that's been my mission, like happiness. And so I realized that when, when all was seemingly lost, (laughs) I the, the depression and the panic attacks and the this dark, this sort of uh, dark night of the soul, as some people call it, was me realizing that I really didn't love myself at all. I didn't even like myself. I was identifying and so dependent, like in my, I was sitting in my ego, which was identification with those things that I did. As soon as I stopped doing them, I really couldn't sit with myself. I didn't like myself at all. I've been spending years lying to myself about how happy I was or how happy I wasn't and what I liked doing and who I wanted to be and I didn't like that person I'd become at all. And all my life I've been relying on I've been relying on others for being for feeling worthy of love. Never knowing that this tactic, this belief system was then leaving my happiness and my feelings and my emotions in the hands of others i think it would have been um it would have been a shame to have had this whole like fall from grace without being attacked by lots of men (laughs) um and without them having to remind me that like actually you can't rely on anybody else for your happiness that was this has been the big lesson huge lesson the number one lesson (laughs) and i mean fuck it's like i'm grinning from ear to ear right now because every time i think about it and every time i like have a bit more of a paradigm shift about it like a bring like a um, new awareness and in in the way that this has affected me in different parts of my life, it feels like I'm really clearing the windshield and really starting to understand where I'm going. So, yeah. Not feeling worthy of love has has been my belief system. Never knowing, you know, like, that I can't depend on external validation, this is not a healthy thing to do, it's in the, ha- when you, when your emotions are in the hands of other people, you got to check yourself, and as soon as I stopped, like, winning my races, making my videos, and um, taking great photos, I was left feeling very unhappy, and without the external validation, without even the validation for myself, and I start being really harsh on myself, that's another thing that I've been learning, I get, I get very hard on myself, because i know that if i stop making videos and if i stop doing video um taking photos and or winning races or doing all these achievements that people aren't going to love me and then i'm going to have to try and love myself and that's not a thing that is possible now a journey that i've been on lately um is one of inner work shadow work like i was saying before it's like looking at the parts of myself that i previously had covered up with achievements and medals and subscribers and all this like egoic external um happiness that seems like happiness so i could like i could drown drown it all out i could drown out this um these parts of myself that i really didn't like with things so now of course the next question is why the fuck don't i love myself and that's what i'm here trying to figure out like why don't i love myself and this is some deep diving that i've been doing and it's a whole mixture of things it's such a broad question i mean there are many reasons um it seems that i've i've sort of collected over the years reasons to not love myself um and even some of them come from past life experiences as well which is might be a little bit out there to hear for some of you but i am now a firm believer in uh reincarnation i believe that we our souls come down to planet earth and we're here for a mission we're here for a purpose and we choose a journey we choose our parents we choose everything that happens to us in the hope that this time around the trials and tribulations that we experience are going to teach us something that's going to bump us in the right direction and help us discover why we're here and then we can get on with our purpose here we're here to experience being humans we're here to um to learn what it's like to be a human and that takes many rounds many many rounds so um i've i think i i i have me- memories that come back during some of these breathwork sessions of being on um battlefields and killing lots of people and that's really scary because i am not the person that wants to kill anyone you know like I- that's couldn't be further from who i am but if my soul is like that's such an intense trauma war is such an intense trauma killing someone is so in such an intense memory that you're so, it will carry over into your next life certainly in terms of karma um and that's something that keeps popping up and the shame and the anger and the, um, yeah, it's just a very dark memory um, that I've been exposing or this work has been exposing. Um, and I also think that in my very previous life to this one, like the one that I, that I just experienced before I came into the world as Benjamin Brown, um, I believe was a very unconscious life and i believe i hurt a lot of people and i think that i never found happiness and i i was had a, a, a material abundance beyond belief but was never never loved myself always had self-loathing um so yeah here we are in this incarnation and um i feel like Finally, I'm at a stage where I've kind of um, had an awakening where I'm much, much closer to aligning with my soul's purpose right now. Um, I'm not living in my ego as much anymore. I'm at least, like, aware of this and aware of the... um, the beauty of existence the joy of just existing without having to do something or achieve something or own something it all comes from within and i'm sure you've heard that before and i'm going to tell you it again but everything you need comes from within you and that's that's the key to getting past certainly for me this belief system of being unworthy of love if I can find all the love that I need within me, then I'm not relying on anything externally or anyone else externally. So, um, yeah, why why don't I love myself? Um, it's easy. It's not easy. No, it is easy, comparatively. Also, the ego loves to identify with things as being hard, you know. Oh, that was really hard for me, like... Want to claim that as being hard comparatively my life has been easy and but some of the work that i've been doing recently to dive into memories from this life that's relatively easy work to do you can you can unearth things that have happened to you in your childhood that cause these belief systems to be sort of programmed into your conditioned mind um, And then change them you can do that any of us can do that i'm doing it currently many 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 people around the world at the moment are doing that i'm sure this isn't news to you that people are waking up and taking back control of their um conditioning of their minds you know and this is where like meditation comes in for me big time people asking me like why do you meditate like how do you meditate what do you mean what's the goal what's the objective well, the goal and the objective is to take back control of your mind, of your conditioning, and become the observer, you know? So I, I still get it, but certainly nowhere near as much as I used to. But my mind sometimes spirals out of control, and all these strange thoughts start coming in where they're not my thoughts. Also really important to remember, you are not your thoughts. You are not your conditioned mind, You are a beautiful soul here for a reason. You are not here to just be stuck in this programming that somebody has given you as a young child or a young person or maybe someone at work or someone at school has said something to you once that really stuck with you like you're ugly or you can't sing or something negative that you didn't actually even realize at the time but you made an agreement with that you made a contract with that, that, those words and they've stuck in your mind and every time you go to sing or every time you look in the mirror you're reminded of somebody else's opinion which came from a place of pain in them and isn't true. So meditation is a really great way to start practicing the control of the mind. And when I first started, I couldn't meditate for more than five minutes. I got bored. And bored means the ego's there going, this isn't isn't fun. Like, this isn't me. This is, I can't do this. Um, Give me something else to do externally. And I'm sitting there going, no, we're gonna sit with this. We're just gonna be still. If you can be still in this world and have a still mind, you are, you have access to peace. And if you have access to peace within you, then when you go about your day having had a really good meditation in the morning, when so, if something happens to you that is not your fault and is completely external to you, you are much less likely to react to it emotionally if you are at peace in your mind. And then The external world and other people don't have control over your emotions, and then you are free. When people can control you and change your emotions, then you're not free. You're a slave to your belief systems or their belief systems, and you're agreeing with whatever they say. If someone comes over, like someone like swears at you and like drives past you and says, guys, fucking learn to drive. Are you like, you know you can drive you know that you've never had a crash in your life. You are just driving along peacefully and they're in a rush and they're living in their pain. So you're not going to make an agreed contract with that person that, oh shit, I actually can't drive. You're right. I'm a terrible driver. If you're on top of your mind. But if you're in a space where you're like not believing in yourself or or not at peace with yourself, maybe you'll be like, oh yeah, another reminder. Thanks for reminding me. I'm a terrible driver. And then that compounds that belief system in you. It goes for all things that are negative. People project their pain onto other people so that they can feed off of it, that energy. Pain inside our bodies that we carry wants to stay alive. It wants to feed off of energy. So another driving example for me is like, I used to be. I used to get road rage really easily, and I used to enjoy it as well. It used to become a competition for me. And I used to like. It was really a strange thing, and I feel myself like full of adrenaline and like ah, oh, but kind of enjoying it because it's like competitive and gnarly, and it was. It's like not serving me at all. What a waste of energy someone would cut me up or do something like or tailgate me as i'm already driving over the speed limit i see them in my rearview mirror so i'd like tap on the brakes and then my brake lights would flash up of course and then they'd slam their brakes on making them super angry and i'd be like yeah get off my back arsehole <laughs> and and then they'd come overtake me and i'd be ready for them waiting for them they're like yep yeah, yeah, you're an arsehole and but it's such a waste of my energy and to rattle their cage as well so where's the satisfaction in that it's so much better to be take the higher ground go and step into your higher self instead of your small self that wants to fight and rattle cages and just move out the way or just completely ignore them you don't even have to make eye contact with them you have to you don't have to engage with them at all much easier said than done and it takes practice. And yeah, like I was saying, meditation is a, a big part of that. Um, controlling your mind, take back your mind. We live, in a, we live in a society that also doesn't want you to have control or freedom of your own thoughts and your own emotions. There's, we're trying to, there's things that are being sold to us the whole time. And the best way to sell something to someone is to tap into their emotional needs. So insecurities, you see it in the beauty and makeup industry, and often it's like, well, you see it in not just that, like fitness industry, you're not jacked enough, you don't have big enough muscles, like you'll be happier like me when you've got huge muscles, now buy this. Or you're not pretty enough, you're not as pretty as this um, model that we're showing you who's wearing our makeup, but if you buy our makeup, then you'll be much happier with yourself i promise and they're tapping into that insecurity that fear that you are not enough just as you are and that's what drives the economy it's why it's why we always want the next car because our our, identi- our ego wants to identify with being successful whatever that is sold to us as so once you start meditating, you start finding that you can bring peace to yourself. Then you start living your days slightly differently. And you like, whoa, I start to see things a little bit more for what they really are. And when you become the observer of your thoughts, you also can become the observer of other things around you. So when someone who is angry comes near you, you just avoid them. And you don't get caught up in it and you don't waste your energy with them. And you bless that person. You say, I love you maybe not out loud, (laughs) might wind them up even more, but I see people all the time who are having a bad day, and I just send them a little, in my mind, I'm like, bless you, I hope you have a better day, and I see them for who they really are, a soul, a beautiful soul having a human experience, I don't see them for their pain, that's not their fault, that they've collected and compounded over the years through a belief system that they were given when they were a child about how they're not good enough whatever that story is i mean everybody has a completely unique and beautiful difficult struggle journey through all sorts of problems with childhood doesn't seem to even really matter how much money you have as a kid or as a family or it it's it seems like even those with lots of money are having maybe even more problems than those who don't have money in terms of psychological limitations that have been burdened on them by family or by expectations around society and their like so everybody has their unique issues and their unique problems and to see that and understand that in other people starts with seeing it and understanding it in yourself. You treat others the way you treat yourself. That's something I've been learning as well. And I seem to learn it over and over again in all sorts of different areas of my life where I'm like, whoa, I could do better here. I can do better here with, my, with relationships, with friendships, with the way I interact with people on a daily basis. The, and everything is a reflection of your internal world. Every, the way you treat others is the way you treat yourself. So if you disrespect and gossip about people, you're just—that's just showing everybody exactly, actually, that you don't have respect for yourself, and you—you um, want to talk shit about other people because you actually they don't have much that you want to say about yourself because you don't love yourself. And so if you find yourself in the position which all of us do at some stage where you don't love yourself and you're like, fuck, I treat this person badly or, um, or I let someone treat me badly. as a reflection of the respect that you have for yourself as well. Any, any, if you have a friendship or, or are in a relationship that isn't serving you and you kind of feel stuck in it, that is a reflection of the respect that you have for yourself. And that's tough medicine to swallow But it doesn't, whatever you've been given, whatever sticky, difficult belief systems you developed as a kid that aren't serving you, that are keeping you from being happy, they're not your fault. But once you have awareness of them, it is your responsibility to change them. And that's a big one for me, like learning that and understanding that because Pisces... (laughs) We love to play the victim, right? We go into victim mode so easily and quickly, and that's a bad trait of being a Pisces. And I've spent many months in victim mode over the last like two years, probably my, like most of my life, I go into victim mode. And I'm like, well, can't believe this is happening to me. This is happening to me, this is so hard. And that's my ego identifying with how difficult my journey is. And the ego wants it to be unique and it's more difficult than everybody else's. And like, I'm going to take all the time I need because my journey is really, really difficult. Which is fine, as long as you're aware that you're playing victim mode. And that's you not taking responsibility for your, for your own mind, for your life. Big lessons that I've been learning recently about that. So, it's not your fault No. if you grew up in a family where you were um made to feel unlovable or you were made to feel like um i mean i'm i'm no clinical psychologist i don't know like all the ins and outs i'm just very familiar now with my journey and um when you are young when you're a very young person you develop these belief systems because it's part of your egoic survival as a human like you have to look after yourself and you're navigating your way through society and you don't know that you've been here before many times in many lifetimes so this is all new to you and you're just trying to survive you're just trying to get by and then people tell you that there's these emotions of happiness and sadness and then you feel angry because you are sad more than you're happy and you feel hard done by because this person's got this thing that look at them being so happy with that thing that they've got and they're navigating through this life as a young person you automatically hardwire in these belief systems and then you are running on them through your adulthood until you bring awareness to them and Sometimes other people bring awareness to you. Often, in fact, I've, I've, like anyone that you have an interaction with or relationship with or anything has always got something to le- teach you, especially relationship. Um, you learn so much from being in a relationship and about yourself um, because it's a, often a direct reflection of yourself. Like, how worthy do you feel of love? Um So yeah, flip, life is really difficult. It can be really, really tough, and it's not your fault, the belief systems that you have, it's not your fault. But it is your responsibility to gain awareness of the parts of you that aren't serving you and then make changes. And that is the journey that I'm on at the moment. And it's been so satisfying, it's been so difficult. Um, of course my ego wants to be like it was really hard it's really hard but it it can be dark and it seems like especially in the beginning phases where you start to have awareness over some things and then you keep dipping back into that old pattern with awareness now and then i feel shame and I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing this again, and I know about it now i'm I have consciousness around this, and I'm still doing it and then that's if if it's not so easy to drop a a habit or a behavior or a pattern that's not serving you if it's diff, if you're finding it really difficult to shed that, that's when the digging deeper needs to go, and you can say, Okay, no judgment here. this is actually a little bit more tough than I thought it was gonna be, but we've got to dig a little bit deeper." And find out maybe the root of this problem and pull the fucking thing out from the roots so and hold it up for everybody to see and be like, yes, I'm going to own this. This is a part of my journey. I'm not shamed of this. It's, I'm going to own it. I'm going to put that in my special little bag of belief systems that are definitely part of my journey, but they're not part of me anymore because I'm an evolving, conscious human being. And then you've got this whole bag of roots (laughs) and these belief systems and you look into that bag and you're like, whoa, all of these things that have happened to me, all these hard things that I've had to overcome, these challenges that life has thrown at me, every single one has made me stronger and better and has helped me develop myself and raise my consciousness. And ultimately that's the journey that you have to go on if you want to step away from your ego, the identification of your yourself and into the collective consciousness of humanity, into realizing that we are all the same. We share energy. We share this mother earth and the father sky. And we we're here to love each other. We're here to experience what it really means to be a human which is far more than they teach you at school it's far being a human is is far more fun and cool than what they let on at school they just want you to they box you down and they push you through this very specific education system to get a very specific job that will very specifically aid the growth of the economy and I ain't all about that, guys. Honestly, like, definitely, it's difficult to solve this issue of, like, trying to keep us all alive on the same planet. But you don't have to be a slave to the system. You don't have to be a slave to your own mind. Because that system is built and designed to keep you thinking that you are not worthy of being free, you are not worthy of love, you are not worthy of loving yourself, all these false things that have been handed down through generations and generations and generations, and you just participate in it. And most of us find it incredibly dissatisfying to the point where, I mean, I, I never wanted to I mean I've worked nine-to-fives multiple nine-to-five jobs and I've found a lot of joy in doing that because I've known it's not forever and I also learn from one of the lessons from my kayaking days is like accepting acceptance of what you have to do to get somewhere to move on with something so I've been a pizza delivery boy I've worked in wine shops I've worked in cafes I've done I've worked in, in the trade industry as a sign writer. I've done all sorts of stuff. And I've found joy in every single one of them because I know it's the stepping stone that has been necessary to my freedom. I, haven't, I don't know what that looks like in the future. I didn't know that I was going to be doing YouTube. I didn't know that I was going to be doing Instagram. And that chapter is like, these are tools that I've used to gain freedom for myself on this journey. And I didn't even know why I was really doing it at the time. I just refused to be like everybody else. Maybe it's because I've got Aquarius rising. (laughs) Um, But I know I'm here to like shake things up a little bit. I'm not here to just like sit sit in an office and earn a salary and buy a house, buy a car, get married, have kids, and then not really discover who I am or what it really means to be a human. I'm not participating in that anymore. I never really have done, but I encourage you to do the same, I encourage you to like, consider what it really means to be here, why are you here, why are you on this planet right now, we're getting pretty deep on this podcast guys, I'm just kind of going with the flow on this one and not really thinking too much about what I'm saying, but I'm just kind of let it go, but I think, fuck it, why not, let's get deep. Like, this is this podcast is called New Perceptions. And that means, like, bringing a new angle onto something and bringing, like, a new way of looking at things. And, and that's what you need to do to evolve. And the evolution of consciousness is something that I'm going to be digging more and more deep into. And my plan is to go on a bit of a podcast tour once I can afford it. <laughs> um... I want to go, I want to, I want to tour and I want to get interesting people on this podcast to have interesting, deep conversations with about consciousness, about um, being a human, about all of these things that I've been discovering that make being human so beautiful and rich, such a rich experience being down here. Now, talking about rich experience, something... Something that's become really, really important to me and becomes more and more important over time is like this concept of that we that we this belief system that we have that there is a future and that there is a past. And I wrote a little short Instagram caption about staying present the other day. Just go and check it out. It's on my feed, it's the picture of me taking a photo of myself in a mirror. And I've realized recently, like, there is nothing else. Like, we have the eternal now, right now. Right now is all we have. The future is not guaranteed. And it's not, it doesn't exist. Like, we'll get there if the now keeps going. But then you're still just in the now once you get there. So it's kind of a strange one to, like, get your head around. But and the past equally doesn't exist we have memories of what has happened so we know that like we are moving through time we are, like we we live a cyclical existence the sun goes up and comes goes down and comes up and goes down and the moon goes round and round and round and we're like orbiting the sun at the same time there's so many cycles that are happening that are constantly going and moving we know that we're not stuck in one Place There is motion in our existence, but really, the future and the past don't exist. It's just the eternal now. And that, I've discovered, is where living really takes place. That's where life really unfolds. Um, and we learn to distract ourselves, right? We learn to avoid the pain of existing as a human, because it can be very painful existing. Um, That's just the human condition. It's like, we all have it. It, It's not an easy ride. Um, And that's the beauty of it. But remember also when you're thinking, fuck, this isn't an easy ride, your soul chose this journey. You chose this. You just don't remember that yet. As soon as you realize that you chose this journey, you chose all these tests, all these trials to gain strength from them, then it's much easier to take responsibility for yourself and for your actions because you're like, oh shit, this has been me the whole time. Yeah, maybe like some of the things, like a lot of the things when I was much younger before I was conscious and had awareness weren't my fault, but now they're my responsibility because my consciousness is raising have awareness over all this. And I chose this. My soul chose this path. It's a big paradigm shift. So talking about distracting ourselves from the pain of existence. I'm very good at this, obviously. Like my pain from when I was a kid and being told to not be vulnerable. I'm a Pisces. My essence is emotions. I am watery as fuck. I cry at Disney movies. Like, I'm that guy. And that is what I'm here to experience. That's a huge part of my human experience. Like, what would we be if we didn't have emotions? Motherfucking robots. So let me be in my emotions. That was, to be told that that wasn't part of me when it was really my very essence of me is painful. And so I kayaked. I made videos, I did all the things that I used to like doing to the degree that um, I was so distracted from the pain that was happening inside of me, it just ceased to exist in that sense And until now, until I, um, until I realized that it's really important to go there and push into that pain and do that shadow work because on the other side of it, is more happiness and love and joy than i've ever experienced before externally and it all comes from within all from doing that shadow work so yeah we're also super well equipped to like numb ourselves with our addictions like instagram for example is a perfect example like i'm super addicted to instagram i have to keep an eye on myself like and every time i realize that um I'm picking up my phone and scrolling through Instagram and pulling the top bit down and just being like, more, give me more, give me more. I like put my phone down and I'm like, hey, that's pulling me out of the present moment. I'm suckered into this little device and I do not judge myself for it because I managed to build, build a whole career around this distracting um, device and this distracting platform called Instagram. And it's an incredible information-sharing platform. But forgive yourself for being addicted to these devices because can you imagine how much money people are being paid to keep you addicted, to design it so that it is addictive? Millions of pounds per year, millions of dollars, whatever. These people are the best in the world at designing stuff that's addictive. So don't feel bad being addicted to your phone just have awareness over it and ask yourself why what am i escaping from am i not happy right now if i'm not happy and i i'm finding like i'm numbing myself by scrolling instagram when i put my phone down what springs to mind what comes into thought you know and that's when you can start understanding your your thoughts understanding like Which ones that you don't like, which is why you pick up your phone and go to Instagram or smoke cigarettes or like to get drunk often or whatever the thing is that you choose to numb yourself. So. And yeah, don't worry about like there are plenty of things I like to choose to numb myself and have developed a whole array of ways of. Uh, distraction, distracting and numbing myself from fe- really feeling what comes up because I didn't think I was able to handle it. Um, so, yeah. Um, what else? So, yeah, just coming back to really, like, not being able to sit still with yourself. Um, and that comes back to me not liking myself and not loving myself um so yeah everything that i was doing was a distraction from myself and it allowed me to identify with something external and superficial material and then i had loved myself through those things through the ego Um, but yeah it was all conditional so if you find yourself in that position maybe ask yourself like why what are these conditions that I have created in my mind that must be attained or achieved for me to actually love myself and when or where did I did I sort of sign up to this like where did this when did I agree to this like who told me that I must do this to to be able to be loved or achieve this to be able to be loved and to find the root of that um So I guess this is probably towards the end of the podcast because I've been rambling on a little bit and I've, I've got more things that I want to share about what I've learned from Bali, but I, I don't know if I'm going to go into too much more detail now because I've been chatting for a while. Um, but I'm going back to Cape Town in five days and when I get back to Cape Town, I'm going to be there for at least a month. And um, I've got something really cool that we're launching in Cape Town and I guess I do actually want to just touch on one other big thing that I've learned whilst I've been out here and it's that nature, being in nature, and this is something that I've said before, but I've really, this is like, really, my experiences on this trip have really compounded this for me that being in nature is a healing experience getting out of the city and into a quiet hillside, into the woods, into a field, get, taking your shoes off and sinking your feet into the grass or into the sand on a beach if you're lucky enough to live by the ocean like me. I can't wait to get back to Cape Town and just get into those mountains. I They're right there. I sh- like should be going. I mean, I spend a lot of time in nature already in Cape Town, but... Being in nature and being present and being truly grateful for the planet, for Mother Earth and the healing properties of being held by the planet is something that I really want to explore um, more, basically. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's another thing that I've been learning and... Yeah, I also just want to say that if you're, if you feel like you something is, like something might might have happened to you recently that has made you kind of wake up and had a bit of a spiritual emergency, and you find yourself listening to this podcast, being like, I I can relate to a lot of what you're saying, but um, I don't really know where to begin. I don't know where to start. I uh, this is all new to me. I've I've kind of the veil of this. Um, the veil of the bullshit of society is becoming very thin and I'm starting to have much more awareness over what's real and what's not Um, welcome to the club Like there are many, many people I'm discovering that are awake that are um, discovering their true purposes and discovering that being of service to humanity is actually why we're here, we're here to help people, we're here to love, we're here to teach people about love, but we've got to teach ourselves about it first, which is why I'm doing this journey, and you you are not alone, like, there, you might feel very alone because suddenly, like, the way you behave is changing because you're becoming more familiar with yourself and more familiar with your ego and choosing to live less in your ego, and that might be very confronting for people around you friends family who suddenly feel like oh you've changed like what's what's going on like we shared this dream and now you're changing it you're you're being a different person that's perfectly natural it's so normal and certainly for me over the last like year and a half or so um it's been not super difficult with my family, but I feel like it's probably been more difficult for them than it has for me to um, see the way I've been changing and evolving. And um, but some I've lost contact with a bunch of friends. There are a bunch of people I'm sure out there who, who are like, "Yo, he really went off the rails, that guy." Like, what's what's going on with him? That's fine. It's so natural for. Um, friendships and friendship groups and even relationships to become part of a previous chapter it's very natural it's not always easy to come to terms with that Um, but you will find when you are putting work into yourself and doing the work to raise your frequency and stay out of that lower frequency bullshit of like getting really drunk or um, doing all these things that you know aren't serving your higher purpose, even if you don't know what your higher purpose is yet, you know what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Listening to your intuition is something that's like I've been working on now for for a while and it takes practice. So as you find yourself spending more of your days on a higher frequency, feeling good, feeling at peace with yourself Doing your work, doing the inner work that you need to do. Your frequency, you attract the same frequencies. So, when you're living in fear, you will attract other people who live in fear. And so, but when you're living in harmony and in peace with yourself, you will find people on the same frequencies start coming into your life. And you will find new tribe members and you can learn from those people about their journeys and try and be try and be vulnerable and be open with who you are and how you got there as soon as you start telling people for me like as soon as i start someone asked me or well, people ask me most days if i meet new people in ubud here in bali they're like so how did you how did you find yourself here um, for such a long period of time doing breath workshops And I'll go straight in and just say, well, I came off from a motorcycle and I had a spiritual emergency. I needed to know that there was more to life than being unhappy in a materialistic world. And I've been on a wild, wild journey ever since. And then they're usually like, fuck yeah, dude. Like similar, very similar for me. And then we'll like spend three hours eating a Instagrammable smoothie bowl. And sharing vulnerable stories and you learn from other people and you make such a deep connection through being vulnerable with people and if someone can't handle that they probably won't even be asking you in the first place and then it's not worth telling them if they can't if they don't want to really really hear that um, it becomes much easier to identify with who is on the same level of frequency as you and and who isn't and you don't judge people for um playing in the lower frequencies because it's their often their pain that's keeping them there their programming that's keeping them there just the same as you and me and and it's really important to reserve judgment from those people because you are with your higher frequency you are bringing truth everywhere you go. So when you see someone and you see their soul and not just their pain, you are literally bringing truth to that person, which is helping them in some way or another. They don't even know it. They don't need to know it. And you don't need to see the results either. Just know that that's how love works. You have an abundance of love within you. It's unlimited. You just have to crack it open and like explore it for yourself nurture it you know and that's that's a good place to be when that's the only place to be really for like getting into friendships and relationships with people is when your when your cup is full and you need to maintain a full cup and bring that to a relationship otherwise there will be dependence um but yeah i'm going to stop talking now and uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, it's, felt really, it's felt really good to just step into a little bit of a flow state with it and just talk for the sake of talking and share some stories and some lessons. And I hope that you've got something from this. If you did, um, feel free to send me a little message on Instagram. Um, I've been really, really appreciating the messages that I've been receiving of encouragement uh, from like-minded people humans out there um just it's so nice to have a reminder that we're not alone on this journey and we are here to support each other and love each other and i have so much so much unconditional love for you um and i just hope that you feel that right in your heart space and that you can you can tell that um it's genuine and because uh, it certainly feels like as i work on my heart and i work on my heart chakra and opening that up and letting love in i feel like i can definitely feel so much love for everybody not just you guys but everybody in the world and that's a place that i want to be um, at peace like i said in the intro to this uh, podcast um i've got some new prints photographic art prints that I'm selling on my website mrbenbrown.com and I'm not really like doing any work with brands or anything at the moment so that's kind of the only way aside from listening and leaving a nice review on this podcast it's kind of the only way that um, people can support me and I've even reduced the the price of the prints a little bit as well um, I got some up there that I shot from a helicopter in Cape Town and I'm really happy with them and thank you to everybody who's been supporting me through buying prints already um, but yeah, it just helps me keep going with this thing whilst I, whilst I dig deeper and figure out what it is that and how it is that I'm going to go about earning money in the future that is a way that is of service to, to people like you so yeah sending you love and um i'll see you uh in the next podcast i'll see you on instagram if you want to come through and check me out mr ben brown is my username all right guys love you bye